0: Welcome to The Bridgehead with Stephanie Gray and Jonathan Van Maron, bringing you cutting-edge news, commentary, and interviews from the front lines of the culture wars. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Bridgehead on AM 530 at 1.30 p.m. My name is Jonathan Van Maron, and I'll be your host for the next half an hour. So what we're going to talk about today is a very prominent human rights issue, if you've been paying attention, in both Canada and overseas. A lot of you probably saw that cover of The Economist magazine a couple of years ago that just had two little pink shoes on it and the number 100 million standing for 100 million missing baby girls. And a couple of years ago, Member of Parliament Mark Warewa from Langley, B.C., uh, tried to draw attention to this issue by putting forward Motion 408 in the House of Commons. Uh, and this motion just simply stated uh, that the Parliament condemn abortion when abortion was being used specifically to target a preborn. Uh, girls. Now, often people say, "Well, is this really a Canadian problem?" I remember in, in a lot of discussions I had, people were like, "Okay, yeah, I don't like sex selection, abortion, but is this really a Canadian problem?" So the answer is is surprisingly yes, it is. It's not just a Canadian problem, but also a global problem. In fact, one of the things that spurred this discussion on in the first place was when uh, the Canadian uh, Medical Association Journal came forward and suggested that in order to limit abortions that were targeting girls, the sex of the baby should be withheld until 30 weeks gestation. Because abortions legal throughout all nine months of pregnancy in Canada, but the vast majority of doctors uh, will not do an abortion after 30 weeks. So the question is, is, why should we care? If the preborn child in the womb is nothing but a parasite or a tumor, why should we care if it is a male or a female? Now, the question that people on the pro-choice side are facing is now one best put by commentator Mark Stein. What if the woman's right to choose results in women choosing for there to be no more women. Some time ago, I interviewed a National Post editor Barbara Kay, and she admitted that sex-selection abortion gives pro-choice people like her pause. They have to really stop and consider the implications of the fact um, that a procedure that was hailed as a vehicle for women's rights is, is being used to restrict them. Uh, so what does sex-selective abortion mean for women's rights? The answer to that is unequivocally disaster. Uh, The impact of sex-selecting abortion cannot be exaggerated. The Economist magazine, as I mentioned earlier, estimates that there are now 100 million missing baby girls in India and China as the result of sex-selective abortions. In one study in India, uh, it showed that out of 7,000 consecutive abortions, and get this number, out of 7,000 consecutive abortions, 6,997 of those abortions were baby girls. In some areas in China, there are now 160 males for every 100 girls. Statistics show that more than 40 million men in China will be unable to marry because there are simply no girls for them to marry. Girls are being discarded. They're being torn apart by abortion because people just don't want them. Of course, there's many different cultural reasons, but it's also this, this deep, deep-seated misogyny that leads people to believe that women are, la- are worth less than men are. Now, it's impossible to give the exact estimate of the rates of sex-selective abortion in Canada, but the impact is already beginning to show itself. Uh, Sex-selection abortion is rapidly becoming a Canadian problem uh, as well. In fact, Andrea Morozik of, of the blog uh, Pro Woman, Pro Life, and uh, she also works for the Institute for Marriage and Family, uh, she revealed in an article entitled uh, Canada's Lost Daughters that some educators have already noticed a disparity between girls and boys enrolling for school in some Canadian communities. Uh, Canadian communities in in BC, such as Coquitlam, Richmond, uh, and then in in Ontario, like Brampton, Scarborough, even in Toronto's Chinatown, statistics are showing that more and more boys are being born and fewer and fewer girls. Uh, One Canadian abortion clinic worker even admitted that sex selective abortions were requested at her clinic at least once a week. Think about that for a second. Once a week in an abortion clinic in Canada, somebody is asking for an abortion. Somebody is asking for the child in their womb to be killed just because that child is a girl. And we're supposed to pretend that abortion is a victory for women when it's being used literally to exterminate them. And one of the other things that's been, I discuss a lot in Canada lately, uh, the issue of prostitution. What is the result of a society where girls are rare and millions of men cannot marry? And the answer of that is, is surging prostitution. Increased rates of sex slavery. There are studies that show the lack of women in Asia has resulted in a huge jump in human trafficking from poorer countries into forced marriages in places like China and Korea. A skyrocketing porn industry and a substantial increase in male violence, both generally and against women, as the research shows. And this is really devastating research. A rapidly increasing class of low-income, perpetually unmarried young males begins to develop. So these are the types of things we're seeing in countries where sex selection, abortion is prevalent. Surging prostitution, increased rates of sex slavery, skyrocketing porn industry, increase in male violence. Women are not benefiting from this in any way, shape or form. And of course, one of the other things is that we just see a steady increase in the devaluing of human life, which often can lead to infanticide, as we see even here in Canada, where, uh, you know, we know that some babies were born alive and left to die after an abortion procedure. And no one did anything, and no one did anything. So, coming on the program with me today to to discuss this this issue is, is a politician who has spoken out on this issue time and time again. So we're going to talk to a member of Parliament, Mark Warewa, who put forward motion for motion 408 and has been uh, using his platform as a politician to draw attention to this issue of gender side time and time again. The first question I wanted to ask was, uh, you've been involved in this gender side issue for a couple of years now. You've written about it, you've spoken about it, you've introduced the topic uh, with your fellow politicians. What was it about this issue that drew you to it?
1: Well, it goes back to 2012, uh, June 2012. CBC uh, ran a documentary uh, that revealed that ultrasounds were being used in Canada to tell the sex of the unborn child. And if the expected parents uh, found that it was a girl, often they would end the pregnancy and just dis- discrimination against girls. And I was horrified uh, to see that. And it was one of those moments in one's life where uh, everything changes. Um, I thought, uh, oh, this is awful. It's got to stop. And I uh, was surprised to find that 92 percent of Canadians uh, found it uh, horrible and and thought it should be made illegal. And so that started me down a pathway of bringing it before Parliament. And um, I created a motion that dealt with the issue, Uh, used the statements that all the different political parties had made the very next day, saying that we condemn sex selection and put that into a motion instead of uh, political parties uh, making that statement that parliament would be making a similar statement Mm -hmm. and was optimistic that uh, it would uh, just pass unanimously in the house of Commons.
0: right this issue has turned out to be a bit more controversial than you originally thought but what's the sort of feedback that you've gotten from canadians on this issue because as you point out 92 percent is a overwhelming uh, majority of of people. It's very hard to find anything 92% of Canadians uh, agree on. So what is it about this issue that resonates with with so many people and and leads them to respond with such a resounding fashion?
1: Well, shortly after that uh, CBC documentary, the Society of Obstetrician and Gynecologists in Canada uh, came out and condemned it. And then uh, even recently, in February of this year, um, they again condemned the, the use of non-medical use of ultrasounds, and also the Association of Radiologists also condemned it. So um, I continue to get uh, phone calls, emails, uh, opportunities like this to speak on the issue, and it's it's a very very serious problem in the world. Uh, in '95, Hillary Clinton spoke about this at the UN um, in Beijing. And at that time, in 1995, there was an estimated 100,000 missing girls in the world. Now, 2014, the UN estimates the imbalance is over 200 million. So it's a massive, serious problem, and it's been labeled a a gender side, uh, where you have not enough girls. it uh, is one of the main reasons why we have human trafficking of women and girls. So it's a very serious problem for the world and making the world a very dangerous place. Uh, so we need to condemn this, change the hearts and minds of those that are considering uh, ending a pregnancy because it's a girl, because they don't want a girl.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: it's it's wrong to do that.
0: So you very rightly highlight that these misogynist attitudes could lead to the termination of a girl in the womb but you mentioned uh, human trafficking as a lot of people will say this issue is limited to certain communities and therefore maybe it, it's not really a pressing issue uh, for us to consider but you've just mentioned uh, one very significant way in which uh, gendercide does affect the way that our society functions what are a few other ways uh, that you've seen in your research and in your conversations that gendercide does impact the daily lives of ordinary canadians
1: well uh we did find out in that that documentary in 2012 that uh, ultrasounds are being used in Canada to determine the sex of the child so that if it is a girl, the pregnancy can be ended. And Canada is unique in that we have no legislation uh, in Canada restricting a choice to abort. So um, it can happen any time in the pregnancy. And So it's uh, Canadians just found that uh, awful that that was happening. We think back to the, uh, the disaster, the massacre of Polytechnique Quebec many years ago and, mm-hmm. you know, it was a person that hated women. And, you know, when does that hate of women, uh, that discrimination start? Um, and it starts before these little girls are even born. Uh, that Parents think that girls aren't as important or as valuable as, as boys. And uh, they're all a wonderful, precious gift in, in life. And uh, we should never say that girls are less valuable. And, and they're not disposable. They, they're uh, a wonderful gift. And we need to value girls as much as we do uh, boys. They're, they're human beings.
0: Since 2012, when you presented your motion, what are some of the things that you've been doing in your life, uh, you know, as a Canadian but also as a politician, to to further this discussion and to to ensure that people do continue to talk about this and pay attention to this very serious issue?
1: Well, I'm I'm thrilled that our government uh, launched October 1st. Uh, We're the first country in the world to do this through the UN. Uh, October 11th, which is just a little, barely soon, is the International Day of the Girl, and so we're encouraging Canadians... To educate one another um, that we should be valuing uh, girls and women in our communities, and and uh, social networking, and, and encouraging people to protect girls and value girls. So uh, we also have a petition on our webpage at markwarwood.com where people can sign the petition to protect girls and value girls. And uh, there's lots of ways people can help. But I guess most importantly, if if you if you hear of anybody that's considering ending a pregnancy because they don't value a girl they may have already had a couple of girls and now they're pregnant with a third girl or fourth girl you know um we had four boys, and uh, our fifth was a girl through adoption, and mm-hmm. um, value girls. Uh, they were a wonderful, precious gift, and uh, anybody considering any pregnancy because they don't like the sex, uh, you know, it's its not right, and we shouldn't be doing that in
0: Canada. Mm-hmm. Which leads me to my final question. So you've, you've just listed off a number of things uh, that you're doing. You've also directed our listeners to markwerwa.com, and I want to emphasize that, to, to sign your petition and I understand as well that the Conservative Party did pass a motion condemning uh, sex selection abortion last year. What are some things that our listeners can do? Uh, everyday Canadians, you know, when they hear about an issue, uh, you know, like gendercide, 100 million missing uh, baby girls, and, and they hear about the impact of this, like human trafficking. And, uh, you know, besides, you know, speaking to people on a personal level about this, what are some suggestions you have uh, uh, for our listeners about how they can, they can engage with this issue in a meaningful way and make a difference?
1: Well... Again, encourage girls and women. So often in different uh, parts of society, um, they're considered uh, second-class citizens. And in some cultures, it's it's worse than others. But, you know, we need to value uh, women and girls and, and condemn any form of discrimination against women and girls. You know, you're quite right, the Conservative Party... Uh, did pass uh, almost unanimously a resolution that I presented at the policy convention in Calgary last year, and I was thrilled that that, that can happen. And I'm just an ordinary person. Every if we all do our part to encourage uh, women and girls and help them, show them how much we appreciate uh, their contribution to our, to our country, to our communities. And if we value people, it makes a huge difference, and, uh, and the word gets around. And we need to change the hearts of my, and minds of those that uh, think that women and girls are of less value. Uh, it's just wrong. And so if we all each do our part, we can make the world a better place.
0: Well, Mr. Warewa, thank you so much uh, for your work and also for your time today.
1: Thank you, Jonathan.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, that was Member of Parliament, Mark Warewa, talking to us about gender side and, and why this is a Canadian problem and why this is something that you and I should be concerned about. Because in a world where women are increasingly discriminated against, the discrimination that we're looking for actually is much closer to home than we realize. It's much closer to home than anyone ever thought. The pro-choice movement claims that we have to be worrying about things like repealing abortion regulations, when in reality we have to worry about what the worldview they have brought to Canada has done two pre-born Canadian girls that is the big problem here so I'd encourage you all to go to mark and as well if you'd like to check out some past of uh, these programs please go to go to youtube and check out uh, us out on, uh, on youtube.com slash the bridgehead so thanks so much for joining us so we hope you'll join us again next week have a great weekend